3: It's Jim Kramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action.
1: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Keaton here with Jim Kramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Pretty steady pre market. Uh, Apple and Coinbase are at the top of the news flow, but we've got some macro calls as well. Goldman cuts odds of a recession. Another SP target hike, this time from BMO. Our roadmap, though, begins with Apple getting into the headset game, as you know, looking to bring mixed reality into the mainstream. Plus, the SEC's crypto crackdown. Bitcoin is dropping to its
0: lowest level since March as the regulator sues Binance and Coinbase. Chair Gensler joins us first on CNBC just a few minutes from now. Plus, Elon Musk says AI regulations are on the way in China. We'll discuss that.
1: First up, we are going to begin with breaking news this morning involving Coinbase, the SEC suing the crypto platform in Manhattan federal court, accusing it of operating as an unregistered securities exchange broker, and clearing agency. The regulator claims that it's since at least 2019, Coinbase has made billions of dollars unlawfully facilitating the buying and selling of crypto asset securities. The move comes a day after the SEC sued Binance. We're going to discuss all of that with SEC Chair Gary Gensler in just a few moments, Jim. Uh, we're going back several years here in, uh, in some of the complaint, just looking at the blatant, I guess, disregard for SEC laws.
3: Yeah. Now, we want to really distinguish between Binance from last night, where the government's going after a very specific uh, individual, talks about co Mingling really basically running a criminal enterprise. Uh, I think that when you look at Coinbase, David, what they're saying is they're running an exchange that's illegal, an unregistered exchange, a little bit like the Bittrex decision from April. They do not charge Armstrong. They're not trying to close it down. There's no coming one. Uh, at the same time, this is the long-awaited sweep against
0: these businesses. So this, does this go back to the basic contention that uh, these are securities? Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a
3: lot of belief that this is – I want to say some very harsh things about these people. Which, who, which people? About Coinbase and Binance. Okay. Their belief is, why don't you show us what to do? Uh, instead of charging us, making us uh, regulated by prosecution. Over and over again, over and over again, Kensler said, listen, we've shoved you. Register, Just, just like if you were stocks. And today is the day where he just says, enough already. We're not buying into your whole rap that you have to, we have to play it your way. We're going to court. We're going to say you're violating these exchanges and register. Now, Binance can't, because Binance is crooked.
0: Well, according Binance to. also really is a far I mean is right. d- operates for the most part outside of the US. Talking about f- shores. But when you look at Binance, they list all the
3: We used to put a bug on the right side of our TV had a series of currencies of securities that were not real according to this document. They're not real. It was just manipulated pieces of paper if they were anything. Well, they were never pieces of paper. They were well, always digital. Well, I, you know, look, I'm not trying to joke around here. I think I that this is just a away. massive fraud. Wow. And when you have an executive saying something that I can't even repeat, but I will, as Binance CCO bluntly admitted to another Binance compliance officer in December 2028, we are operating as a curse word, unlicensed security exchange in the USA, bro. They also have C, they have CEO A and CEO B on the inside. Criminal enterprise.
1: That's the line that stood out yesterday. How, 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 does, how do we explain getting past the IPO process then? Well, uh, what, for, the, for Coinbase? For Coinbase?
3: yeah. Well, Coinbase, uh, I think just they bulldozed their way in. I think that they felt that they could uh, break the law and never break the law. I mean, look, I, we'll listen to, to Chairman Gensler. But, the, David, one of the things that's
0: very clear about Coinbase, they're not trying to shut Coinbase down.
3: No, they, they just want they just them, them to pay by the right, rules.
0: Which, by the way, will cost Coinbase a lot more money, one would expect, if right. you have to be well, regulated. If it has to be regulated as a securities broker, essentially, right? Right, but I think that, I mean, as someone who allegedly practiced law like me.
3: Yes. Uh, page 99 says permanently enjoying Coinbase needs to respective agents, servants, employees, and another person, in active concert or participation with any, from violating rules. Close it down. Now, that's not necessarily mean what they want to close down. They want, them to, they want to play ball. This is, this is the complaint but, from the right. SEC against Coinbase. But how they're about looking they want Coinbase to disgorge all ill-gotten gains resulting from Securities Act violations. Now, what does that mean?
0: I don't know. Uh, we should always remind people these are civil actions, not accompanied by any criminal action. The SEC sues civilly. It's penalties. Right. It's fines. But they sued civilly in Binance, but they made criminal accusations, no, but criminal they've accusations. got to be accompanied then by the Department just, of Justice. Absolutely.
3: No, I'm not. Look, I'm just saying that this is a sweep that if you're Binance, what they're saying is, we're going to shut you down. Binance says, you know, be my guest. See you in court. Except for, like, what court? Mm-hmm. Court of opinion? Court of, of Congress, people they own? I mean, they have mine share of? I don't know. I mean, look, we're going to find out, but these are very different. Remember, Armstrong was not charged the head of Coinbase. But CZ, the head of Binance, uh, is going to have a hard day. Do you think it's existential to the ecosystem? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. I think that if you are in a series of coins that were mentioned, uh, and we all kind of know them, you know, we're talking about Solano, talking about Matic, uh, Cardanzo, uh, these are viewed in the Cardano.
0: Are you but, making these up?
3: a Godfather
1: character we haven't.
3: In- no, no, Garbanzo well, beans? What? Uh, Please don't <laughs> irritate me.
4: <laughs> I um, can't
0: not irritate
3: you. Well, no, I mean, there's a serious job. Of, there are things that we have reported on in Times, uh, which are, to me, Ponzi schemes. And they're all COTI. Uh AXIE, um, AXS, uh, Algorand, uh, uh, this—obviously this—Soldano, these are all listed as things that are not real. MANA, all these at one time or another have been regarded as securities. And what this says is that they're Ponzi schemes, that they're just— of things that were to enrich people. Now, the reason I point Adam, the reason I point it out is that a lot of our viewers have trafficked in these things. And what you find out in the very long Binance is, well, let's just say Polygon, Matic, you've been had, Solana. I mean, Solana, how many times did you see Solana listed as a serious something? Security, It, it was a scheme. And I just think we have to recognize that the scheme is something that hurt a lot of our people. So let's, you know, Gensler's trying to protect them. That is not the primary reason why he's on. But there is no doubt about it. When you look at all these different so-called coins, they were done uh, to manipulate. And there's also a, a, a sense over and over again that Binance, in order to be able to look like it was a real exchange, did wash trades constantly to make it so that... They were bigger than anyone realized when they weren't. So there you go. There's my background.
1: Uh, With that, let's get to uh, the SEC chair. Gary Gensler joins us this morning in a first on CNBC interview. Uh, Chair Gensler, it's great to have you back. Welcome.
5: It's good to be with you, sir.
1: Uh, We've had you on several times and we've tried to get from you a sense of uh, timing uh, when there would be more clarity uh, regarding this space. It feels like now is that moment.
5: Look, I think there's been clarity for years. The investing public has the benefit of the U.S. securities laws. Crypto should be no different. And these platforms, these intermediaries uh, need to come into compliance and protect the investing public.
1: Which of the of the of the cases we're talking about, would you want to take them one by one? Which is more important in your view?
5: Uh, you're leading this interview. I'm going to follow you where you are. But let me just say this to the investing public. these Trading platforms, they call themselves exchanges, are commingling a number of functions, which in traditional finance, we don't see the New York Stock Exchange also operating a hedge fund, making markets. Uh, and as we alleged in Binance, having a sister organization uh, uh, f- flooding the platform with transactions called wash trading and the lack of controls on the platforms. Uh, It is really uh, a web of deception and conflicts, uh, along with uh, a control person, Mr. Zhao, trying to evade U.S.
1: law. And given the timeline we're talking about, what do you say to viewers who wonder why enforcement has taken arguably at least several years so long?
5: Look, it, it takes time. We do things by the book. That's what the American public would want us to do. We follow the facts and the law, and I couldn't be more proud of the investigative teams at the uh, SEC working together with colleagues in our various divisions of trading and markets, our general counsel's office, five commissioners. But it really it's it's a lot of uh, a, a you know gumshoe uh, walk in the beat uh, investigation. Uh, to build a case like what you've seen alleged in a 136-page complaint.
3: Uh, Mr. Chairman, a, a lot of it is hard to understand. For instance, in the Binance complaint, you, it, you say, Mr. Chairman, you, the, and I, I need to know this, the SEC's Binance complaint also seeks emergency relief, like an acid freeze, expedited discovery, and even the appointment of a receiver. Are there more pleadings coming? Because if you do this— That's the end of Binance.
5: Look, we have concerns, and I think the investing public should be aware of putting their hard-earned assets onto these platforms. But we have concerns when a platform like this puts themselves out to the public, is consciously trying to evade U.S. law and customer funds, you didn't even know who was custodying them. Was it custody here in the US, on the US platform? Was it custody overseas? Or were some of your funds and crypto possibly moved to affiliates? There are a number of affiliates named in this called Merit Peak and Sigma Chain. Uh, uh, It's fundamentally a lack of controls, deception, conflicts, And yes, we're going to do that, which we can uh, in front of the courts and uh, make uh, to the extent we can
3: uh, the facts known and the public protected. Right. when I read your Binance, I cannot understand how anyone can assign a value to crypto. It seems entirely predicated on the greater fool theory. Do you disagree? Look, we,
5: we as an agency... Are meant to be merit neutral, Jim. There's a lot of question. There's ten to twenty thousand tokens actually in the Coinbase uh, uh, complaint. We note that they have through the Coinbase wallet, you can trade sixteen thousand different tokens, and there's a lot of debate as to the use cases and whether there's any there. There, look, we don't need more. Uh, digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the yen. They're all digital right now. We already have digital investments. And you you have digital, you have entrepreneurs representing digital investments on this program all day long. And it's, it's whether it's the big tech companies, the automobile companies, uh, you name it. It's all digital right now, the investing world. So what is the real underlying value of these tokens? And that's why you need full, fair, and truthful disclosures. And that's the regime the securities laws was set up. When there's a group of entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs should be able to put their case in front of the investing public in what's called a filing. That's kind of the bedrock of what President Roosevelt and Congress worked on 90 years ago.
0: Chair Gensler, is David. You know, can you characterize at all what, if any, I would assume there have been many conversations through time with Coinbase between the SEC and and Coinbase. Can you characterize, did you ever get close? Have you ever sort of gotten close to getting them to accede to your wishes? Uh, I would assume, obviously, given the complaint, they didn't quite get there. But can you give our viewers any sense as to what's happened to get to this point?
5: Look, I'm not going to go into any one set of conversations between the agency and a company, but we've had discussions with literally dozens of crypto incumbents, including the ones that you just mentioned. And what we find is this is a field that's built, the whole business model is built on non compliance with the US securities laws. And we're asking them to come into compliance, and they're going, a bit of catch us if you can. that's a sort of generalization. And they're commingling various functions that traditional finance we don't allow. I mean, the public would be aghast if they thought the New York Stock Exchange was also running a hedge fund trading against them or allowing wash trading or lacked controls to protect against fraud and manipulation on the platform. And so the conversations have been constructive but it's also about them bringing a business model into compliance. We have had success. There is, even in the last two weeks, yeah. an entity filed as, as a crypto entity filed as a, what's called a special purpose broker dealer and and got registered that way. We've had successes with tokens. But now it's about these crypto exchanges in the middle of the market where, frankly, the public should really be... Careful.
0: But all right, Chair Gensler, if it's a business model built on non compliance, as you just said, if they do comply, do they no longer have a business?
5: Look, I think if there's a real value in these crypto tokens, then compliance will build trust. And the business model might change. It's the hard work of earning the investing public's trust. The innovations. What we're doing at the SEC is pro-innovation, because without trust, the capital markets really don't work. that's, That's the casino capitalism might work, Wild West capitalism might work for the people that are picking the pocket of the public. But I'm talking about really work for issuers raising money and investors alike. And to do that, you need integrity and rules of the road in the middle. Uh, Chairman
3: Gensler, in your Binance brief, you list the following Soldana, ADA Cardano, Matic Polygon, Phil Filecon, Adam Cosmos Hub, San Ethereum, native token of the sandbox platform, Mana Decentraland, Algo Algorand, Cody Digital Infrastructure Payments. Are these not completely concocted counterfeits, counterfeit currencies, counterfeit securities, manufactured? To enrich the dealers and not to be able to help anyone who purchased these.
5: But let me help the investing public. It on these platforms, they often have hundreds of tokens. Uh Coinbase has about 250 on their Coinbase platform and sixteen thousand that you can trade on their wallet. Binance is measured in the hundreds as well. And all we have to show is that one of them is a security and they should be properly registering and having rule books against fraud manipulation as an exchange broker and the like. You asked a question, Jim, about individual tokens, and we laid out for a judge and the public, and we're very confident in this, uh, I think it was a dozen uh, tokens in each of these complaints. It's for the public to decide what they want to invest in, but it, it, it's the law that it should be based on proper disclosure. And without that proper disclosure, the public can't answer the question as to whether it's just, as you say, counterfeiting or it's a scam or something else. It's those disclosures that helps the public understand. Otherwise, uh, you're just chasing after something. And this is a field with a lot of hype
3: and uh, hucksters and fraudsters. I know it's not your job to talk about what these are worth. That's my job. Sir, they're worthless. (laughs) Look, there's there's there's
5: some by some estimates, 20 plus thousand tokens. And I would just say uh, many of these will fail because many entrepreneurial projects fail. But there's a second thing, frankly, is we have not seen over the centuries that economies or the public needs more than one way to move value. People talk about, well, this is an innovation about moving value on the internet. And Satoshi Nakamoto did have fundamental uh, innovations about distributed ledger technology and the like. But do we collectively, will an economy support more than the US dollar, the euro, the yen, and so what we really have here are tokens that are speculative investment vehicles. And people are betting on a group of entrepreneurs in the middle, and they're reading websites, they're reading Twitter posts. Uh, you know, many of those tokens that you m- mentioned are hiring lawyers or already have lawyers. So there are somebody, it, it, it belies logic that these are just, you know, th- out there from the thin air uh, Uh, tokens that are so-called decentralized, and there's nobody in the middle. It's just belies logic, and the American public understands this. There's a group of entrepreneurs, their CEOs go to crypto conferences, they hire lawyers, uh, they contest what we say, but by and large, these meet the test uh, of an investment contractor or security. And then the public can decide whether there's any value there or whether it's thin air, as you say. Uh,
1: The response from Binance, at least, has been, in a sense, uh, and I'll read here, uh, this action will not stop us from continued robust collaboration with other policymakers around the globe. I mean, there'll be a, a, a response that argues you're sacrificing some element of innovation through this enforcement uh, do you worry about that? Is there some sacrifice relative it's, to what they can it's do actually elsewhere?
5: The, it's the opposite. Uh, through appropriate regulation of the securities markets for 90 years, we have helped this economy, the U.S. economy, grow and prosper. Our capital markets are 40% of the world's capital markets. We're only 23% of the world's economy and only 4% of the world's population. We punch a above our weight class in the capital markets, in part because of robust oversight of the markets, and it's for one reason, it builds trust in the investing public. You become the destination of choice, you build trust, the crypto markets are undermining that trust, and I would say this, it undermines our overall capital markets. One sector, a hundred trillion dollar capital markets, and one sector, is kind of running around like the Wild West. Catch us if you can. That undermines trust in the $100 trillion capital markets, even if this is, uh, in the US, less than a trillion dollars.
0: Uh, Chair Gensler, what now, what next? Uh, are, are, do these two complaints represent your main move here legally, uh, or is there potentially more to come? And just give our your sense how long. Uh, yeah. I, I
5: think it's, we, we've got one goal, is protecting the investing public, ensuring that issuers can access a market that people trust. This is about both investors and issuers. And in the crypto space is to bring them into compliance. Uh, We brought a number of actions. We stand ready to continue to work with the industry to uh, have them come into compliance, disaggregate these conflicted bundled operations, uh, properly do the disclosures. Segregate, segregate your customer funds from your own. Don't trade against your customers. It's a lot of work here for the crypto field, but we stand ready to work to get them into compliance.
3: Chairman, again, so after I read what you have, which is BAM CEO A, B, BAM CEO B. You obviously have inside people. What it tells me is it probably is commingling here. This is no different from SBF. And if you have your money with Binance, you should get it out right now. Look, I,
5: I, I've, I've already read the articles in the last day. You know, drawing parallels to the, to the, we've also alleged uh, fraud and manipulation uh, at FTX and with regard to Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, let me just say the business model of crypto intermediaries intermingles, commingles funds, trades against their customers. In this case, in the Binance case, yes, we have alleged that sister organizations, Sigma Chain and Merit Peak, were, were being controlled by Mr. Zhao and used on the platform. Sigma Chain uh, uh, was helping uh, trade on that, be a market maker, boost, uh, as we allege, boost the. Ch- the volumes, corrupted the numbers uh, because of the lack of controls, and, uh, and merit peaked that billions of dollars of customer funds were flowing there. So you draw the parallels as you wish, but I do think that the public should beware. Uh, and I would say this to investment advisors, registered investment advisors, we have a rule from 2009 about proper custody and how you custody funds and securities. Make no mistake, it is not proper custody to have funds and crypto securities on platforms like Binance, or if it's not properly segregated with a qualified custodian on any of these platforms.
1: Uh, That's definitely gonna ring uh, in the halls of advisors today. Chair Gensler, appreciate the, uh, the color and certainly the commentary uh, surrounding the news. Uh, appreciate you coming on first. Thank you so much. You'll be well. Uh, Gary Gensler, SEC chair. When we come back, uh, Wall Street's reaction to Apple's new mixed reality headset launch, including why one analyst is downgrading the name today, pre-market in a pretty narrow range. Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Getting lost this morning in the crypto news is some news involving Merck. Let's get to Bertha Coombs at HQ with that. Morning, Bertha.
4: Carl, good morning. Merck is suing the federal government over the Medicare price negotiation provision of the Inflation Reduction Act, calling it, quote, political kabuki theater, arguing that, quote, the program takes property for public use without just compensation in violation of the Fifth Amendment, adding that it creates the false impression that innovators like Merck are voluntarily uh, participating participants in its program by coercing them to sign an agreement conveying that the government set prices that are fair and a result of negotiation. Now, under the IRA, the government will identify 10 drugs this fall in September in Medicare Part D, which have been on the market for more than nine years for the beginning of the negotiations. Those discounted prices would go into effect with the 2026 Medicare plans. Another 15 would be added the following year with Part B drugs and fusions administered by clinicians added in 2028. Eight analysts say potentially 60 drugs would be discounted by 2030. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that the IRA drug pricing measures as a result could cut the deficit by about $130 billion between 2022 and
1: 2030. Carl? With a good summation of that news. We'll talk about it in a moment. Let's get the opening bell here. CNBC Real Time Exchange of the big Board. It's a petroleum drilling company, homework & Payne, celebrating 60 years listed. And at the NASDAQ, it's Scholastic, a children's publishing and education company. Jim, Farmer had some, uh, some interesting periods here regarding the judiciary on approvals. Now this? Uh, look, I, I think we're in some sort of uh, moment in
3: time where the government, uh, basically all ends of the government have decided we're going to regulate drugs in the way that we do in other countries. That's what the Merck lawsuit has said. But David, I'm very concerned about whether the FTC has decided to undo years of precedent about what companies can do in order to combine.
0: Uh, well, tell me more. Why, w- w-
3: specific to what, Jim? Well, I just think that if you think that you can put two drug companies together and somehow it's going to improve the company, I think the FTC says if you put two drug companies together, what it does is makes it so that uh, things are there's lack of the competition, regardless. Uh,
0: I think size also figures very prominently into how the FTC at this point is thinking about things. Regardless, frankly, it seems, and so, uh, they would argue otherwise, of the antitrust implications. If you are big and want to do a deal, the likelihood seems to be in this environment that you are going to. Be potentially opposed by the FTC, right. um, whether or not they have the legal legal justification for doing so. I'd also point out that the FTC has similarly diminished the role of administrative law judges. Uh, that was last Friday, issuing a final rule that modifies its internal procedures that will essentially diminish the role of an administrative law judge. Um, they will no longer and render an initial decision that could become the decision of the agency, it will allow now them to be a recommendation decision, all of which just says, let's keep our eyes on the FTC. You raise it here, uh, You know, I'll go there as well. It's just they are so outside what seems to be the bounds of what has typically been the work of a regulatory, of an antitrust agency.
3: Right, I mean, if you go back to, to Teddy Roosevelt and you talk, Carl, about what the Sherman Act was meant to be uh, what the trusts were meant to be broken up. It's nothing like this. Uh, those were trusts put together actually to include in prices. Uh, the law wanted very specifically what T. R. wanted was competition, competition among big and small companies, particularly small companies. I would argue that many of these many of these combinations are to create better drug companies that can compete. Uh, exactly what Roosevelt wanted, and when we think about Roosevelt, that's the really the basis of antitrust in the country. I see this as saying, if you own these stocks and they merge, you made money, and that's not right. I, 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 nowhere in antitrust law is that. Nowhere. I mean, that's just kind of freelance administrative decision making, which everyone seems to accept as being somehow legitimate, even though it is. There is nothing. In any of antitrust, that indicates that this is about enrichment of wealthy people. I mean, well, I mean, maybe the antitrust of a foreign country, not our country. I mean, it's unbelievable. Everyone just kind of acts as like, hey, so what? Hey, so what? This is a true, very powerful regulator who has disagreed with every aspect of antitrust since it was first put together in this country.
1: Uh, That said, Jim, on a macro level today... There's some constructive things going on. World Bank just upped uh, the forecast for U.S. this year. Goldman cuts their recession odds back to 25%. They don't think bank stress is going to shave off more than four-tenths for the whole year.
3: Look, I mean, all you got to look at is is the uh, swap and how swap is done. And that's supposed to be one that's really in the crosshairs. Now, Morgan Stanley, my trust zones, it's been awful. Uh, it's, it's been exactly where it was during Silicon Valley Bank. But... There is no doubt about it, especially when you read the pathetic parody of stimulus that the PRC is offering. Where once again, they're saying, listen, we will throw even more money by letting you take rates down, whatever. We are such a stronger country than the Chinese. But David, there's a belief in the media that we are the, p- the pathetic parody of the human mind, that we don't know what we're doing, that when they cross us with a destroyer on the way to Taiwan, we'll lose that war. What the hell happened? The way that we used to view ourselves as being—how did we become? How did we become what Nixon talked about us
0: when, when, when the, when the North, Koreans, North Koreans attacked one of our folks. How did this happen? Oh well, Jim, I'd like to spend the next two hours discussing this with you in a, in a deep dive into sort of the uh, geopolitical landscape and history, but I, I think there's other things that we might want to do. But I have okay. that for you. Okay, I like So if the, you'd like to step off no, later, I'm happy to have no, that no, discussion. No, like, no, I like
3: the- uh, land. what do you want me to do? Talk about how Constellation is taking share? Actually- Because there's something that's happening in the American- On this overall polity? theme,
0: I would note a, a story of interest this morning, right. Carl, which is that Sequoia, the giant uh, venture capital firm, of course, having back the likes of Google, for example, uh, and many others, is breaking into three entities. Uh, across the globe, and it is splitting off its Chinese and U.S. operations, so it is separating them. And I think that, Jim, is an example of many of the different things that are being undertaken by corporate America, so to speak, to, in a sense, get ready for and deal with what already are very heightened tensions uh, between our two countries. Totally true. That's, you know, okay, I don't be too ethereal about it. I mean,
3: it's pretty obvious that there are some companies, like Nike, that feel like it's
0: living that with. And then there are other companies like Micron that have been kicked out. Well, listen, if you're Nike, your Starbucks, you Tesla, your Apple, you're, I mean, you're in deep. Made,
3: those are made for China from, you know, when you have Dow Chemical, it's made in China for China. That's been the kind of place where you can be.
0: I don't know. Coinbase is down 20%, Carl. Well, there you go. Time to,
3: time to, really maybe rethink your, <laughs> your view of Solana. Solana, <laughs> I mean Solana is like you know. I mean I've seen movies where there are there are. I've seen Netflix shows that have currencies that are more
1: serious than Solana. Now, remind me, did you were you using crypto ones with for some yield, say last year? And oh, do you feel like you deal. got lucky on that front? Oh yeah, I'm um,
3: lucky. Holy cow! I mean just clean up. I met, Look, I played the game. Uh, why did I play the game? Because, like, we have people come on Novogratz. He's on every morning. He's telling you if the Fed cuts rates. It's terrific. I listened to Mike Novogratz. I said, you know what? I, too, can make a killer. He's on our network. Smart guy. Funny. I'll be all in with Novogratz. And I made money. Damn it to hell,
1: I made good money with Novogratz. But you're out of that game, That sounds like,
3: well, for good. Better be lucky than uh, yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I moved into um, to NVIDIA.
0: <laughs> Wasn't a bad move. Yeah, a little better. Yeah, although it is down. Uh, we haven't even talked about Apple shares, which are off a half a percent, of course. Okay. Um, on the, uh, after a day after uh, the Worldwide Developers Conference, a lot of the time which was spent discussing uh, the Apple Vision product. Right, so like a ski goggle kind of thing, thirty-five hundred bucks. That's initial bid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the Apple Watch, which you know I, I criticized some time back, is perhaps not getting great currency. You both have them on. It's doing what almost eighteen billion a year in revenues. It's clearly right. a successful product. In no way has it replaced the key product, but nonetheless. It's a, it's successful. Is it possible this could become something similar over time? Look, I think that when Apple starts, they
3: put out something, everybody writes for, it, gets phrase. I'm going to go see it next week, and I think that look, it often comes down to what Reed Hastings said it uh, when he first uh, talked about Netflix. Do you have time now? Apple is saying, look, you don't really you know you can look sideways, you can talk to your spouse at the same time but my problem is is that if I have time like say to read a book well it may it may be a worthy competitor this but there, you know there's there's this issue boy am I going. David you're just get ready to laugh at me even further ready there's an issue of loneliness in the country where people are lonely it's a major force form of mental What's well, a mental issue you're not lonely with this thing
1: you're not lonely. I mean, you got jam-packed. There's, um, I mean, that's why Iger's appearance was so striking yesterday. There's going to be IP that gets mined on this front. Uh, today, Goldman and Needham reiterate Apple buy. And then, Jim, there's the whole Mac conversation, which is now running entirely on Apple Silicon. Well, I mean,
3: those of us who have been the metaverse with, with Mark Zuckerberg, uh, his metaverse, is very like Hanna-Barbera versus this. The NVIDIA... Omniverse is kind of like the picture phone, a little bit better. This thing is, I mean, look, not to ever uh, pit Jensen versus Tim, but Tim's got the edge. Based on what? I'm, I'm trying to understand. Well, I just think that what I saw yesterday is better than the picture phone that Jensen was offering. I see. In the you know, like the 25th, last 25 minutes. I just think that what I saw seemed better. Now, what you're seeing with Jensen is really what Alphabet's gonna come up with or what Metal will come up with, but th- this was something that I think I'd like to spend more time in. But David, I mean, when are you gonna spend time in it? I mean,
0: you have a lot of things in your life. You're not gonna swim in it. You I, don't think, your- I, don't, I don't think I'm the chosen audience for this. I'm not quite sure. I assume gamers are and-, and uh- Unity. You- you know, I wanted Unity to to uh, isolate my
3: always-winning fantasy team. Because Adam Schefter is my partner. He tends to be a good partner. Uh, and I think that this allows me to isolate the players that I want.
0: I ISO them. You ISO them. them. Got it. Uh, Got it. It is in partnership, of course. Got that's it. we're mentioning Unity
1: software, although it's not down today. But
3: Unity was up a dollar Yeah, but that was just stupid over-exuberance. Which we've got quite a bit of.
1: Uh, well, today it's uh, BMO Brian Belsky, overweighting tech, and they take their year-end target to 45.50. Jim, uh, he goes. Uh, it's clear that market resilience is here to stay. Uh, the labor market's intact. There's a there's a lot of chasing of this. Uh, yeah, I think it's wrong.
3: I do. like I like Belsky very much, but we just had we had the greatest rally since 1991. I I tend to think that a lot of good money was made. Now, David. You may think that the greatest rally since 1991 meant nothing, and now we're about to have a genuine homespun super cycle of tech, not unlike the coal super cycle or perhaps even this, the fracking sand super cycle. So we're in the—really? Why would I think that? Because that was being a straw man saying, we just had the greatest rally. How can we have another great rally? I mean, what is this? This is the time to
0: discover NVIDIA? No, at 38 times sales, it's probably not
1: the time to discover right. NVIDIA. It means
3: it's time maybe to discover selling.
1: Interesting. So you sound more like uh, Stiefel today, where they think it's going to be cyclical value that has some catch-up, broadens the market, maybe doesn't have upside because of the cap-weighted nature of the industry. I, I indices. don't even think they'll
3: be brought. In. I just think we've had a huge run. I'm trying to take off st- stuff for the trust. It's been a fabulous run. Are you, but you're not selling NVIDIA. It's been the greatest Nvidia- single stock pick you've had. NVIDIA owned not trade. Apple owned not trade. But, you know, I, I, I think that I'm pressing my line. I'm overstayed six of the seven Magnificent Seven for the greatest run I've ever
1: had. You know, I even had Robert Vaughn. I had Cobra. So does that mean you're not? Uh, I mean, we've been watching construction spending here. Go bananas. Do you not know more in the cat, Stanley? You know, Any
3: infrastructure is still there because the government's spending, there's still a trillion dollars that has been allocated. Right. I don't know if you can get three quarters of the, of the line. Jim Upleby would tell you that most of the line of cat is sold through, but there are three bears who hit him pretty much every day. There's three bears, you know, and they're kind of like, he's Goldilocks. <laughs> he, he, does have, he does well. Caterpillar, David, there are three analysts who right now are saying, I am going to take that down. I'm not going to allow that to be up. Bingo. They're going to try to get it down.
0: Why is that? They're going to Coinbase
3: it. Why? Because they're nasty little people who
0: don't really have much in their lives. I don't know. Maybe they just think the stock's going to go down. Oh, honest brokers. I'm not saying that they are. You seem very hostile hey, towards the way, these, these I, analysts who are negative on cash. I was
3: shocked today. I, Tusa came out negative on Eaton, which may be one of the finest reindustrialized companies on earth. But no. Do you see GE lately?
0: Um, I usually keep an eye on it. What do you think? For old time's sake. Yep.
1: Doesn't look too and, bad. And now, now offering some GAHC, right? 20, I, Twenty-five million shares.
3: My travel trust owns that. I'm anxious to, to snap up as much as I can. Why? Because if you think that you, anyone in your family, has, uh, if more than two relatives in your family have the possibility of having Alzheimer's, when you're at the age fifty, you're going to have to go get a brain scan and perhaps can participate in one of the trials. Uh, the only way you can find out if you need that is to go to a, a, typically to go to GE Healthcare equipment. So I think that's a,
0: a spectacular buy. Um, spectacular. Yeah, that move in GE is extraordinary. Uh, obviously, he had an extraordinary move down over a period of 15 years, basically. But uh, wow. Larry Cole knew what he was doing.
3: They all laughed. Kind of like Carrie in that scene. I don't know that they did all laugh. I don't know if that's oh, fair. Oh, people didn't
0: feel like he had I anything going. I don't know if fair. That's that, fair. We knew they were going to split the company eventually. It was just a David, matter of time. David, that was bull And, you know, whether or not power would ever come around, I think was a fair question. Well, that question. was the thing, but power's
3: making a little move here.
0: And, uh, and nobody questioned aerospace, or...
3: No, it became the preferred way to play aerospace. Meanwhile, housing
0: won't quit.
1: You like see some, some of the, the regionals today um, watching uh, m and U.S. Bancorp, Jim, uh, making Comerica's up, uh, lead, helping to lead the well, market. That was uh, that-, that was a
3: thing. First Horizon's got an analyst meeting coming up. I... A lot of these companies, I think, uh, were rated down. Uh, one of my themes today, David, is manipulation. I'm really going for it. Right. A lot of these companies were rated down. We heard, we heard terrible things about them, and it turns out that there were a couple companies that were really outliers. No? Yeah.
0: Whatever you say.
1: Uh, meanwhile, part of the Goldman call today is that uh, the Fed... We'll skip June, Jim, but we'll hike in July, most likely. They say. And by the way, we haven't mentioned Australia uh, coming another back, one. F- coming back for another one. I was waiting for. Yeah.
3: I was. I, w- I was waiting for Sarah
1: Eisen to talk about that, frankly. Uh, rates there now at an eleven-year high, and they're signaling yeah. more. And they paused.
3: Right. Well, they. I, what's surprising is that they have such business with China, and yet China is is doing. You know, that's flattering. You know which note was the best note of the morning? It was Laura Martin's note that Disney. Did, has Apple. to be bought by Apple.
1: She's been she's been hammering that for so yeah.
3: long. Apple needs to buy Disney. Well, I mean, look, everybody. First Amendment protects all sorts of uh, ill-advised uh, recognitions. You're familiar with some of that stuff, Madison? But get you know, with I
0: am. I am.
3: Did a pretty good job. Not bad. Holds up. First Amendment holds up because that's ridiculous. Apple's not buying Disney. Not with these. <laughs>
0: Not with these regulators. No, there's not not really much of a chance that Apple will be able to buy Disney uh, with the current regulatory right. regime. maybe under President or, you know, President Again, Pence. back to what we with began President our Pence, conversation yes. post-Bell uh, with, or any of these kinds of uh-huh. deals that would require or have a large technology-based company right. or just an enormous company buying another big company.
3: No, right.
0: it's highly, highly unlikely. And not even potentially going to be considered as a result of that. Were it ever to even be so considered anyway, so it's a parlor game, where just we talk about it because it's fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, if there's a different antitrust regime in place, maybe you may start to see different activity, like the McKinley antitrust. Just yeah, a, can go. we please have trusts? Yeah, McKinley was McKinley was
3: McKinley was rather incredible during the great day, days of like let's put together yeah. trusts. That guy would have been hey. That was, now there was a president. (laughs) That was a president and a half.
1: (laughs) When we come back from Chewy to GameStop to Bed Bath & Beyond, a new CNBC documentary takes an in-depth look at the mysterious and sometimes controversial entrepreneur-turned-activist investor Ryan Cohen. Making of the Meme King premieres tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, right here on CNBC. Before we go to break, though, check out bonds. Uh, No Fed speak this week. Obviously, we're in a blackout and actually pretty light on the data front as well. Uh, But keeping in mind uh, what we've been through the last couple of weeks, 10 years, still holding 373. Don't go away.
6: From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com/slash-now.
0: Welcome back. Some uh, interesting news in the world of golf that may uh, resonate far beyond it to share with you uh, this morning. The PGA Tour and its Saudi-backed competitor Live Golf, uh, along with Europe's DP World Tour, have agreed to merge. Uh, the expectation here is to create a global entity for the game of golf. From the agreement. By the way, I should point out, not yet definitive, it is currently a memorandum of understanding, uh, would end the hostility between LivGolf and the PGA. Of course, the two parties have been engaged in extensive litigation uh, and of course a long history of sniping in the roughly two years since LivGolf was created essentially by the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, the PIF, the enormous uh, uh, fund that uh, helped to put Live Golf on the map. That's all gone. Litigation no longer. The agreement does call, in fact, for uh, the PIF, which again created Liv, to invest significant capital in this new entity. The PGA, by the way, currently a not-for-profit, is going to contribute its commercial businesses uh, and its rights into what will be this new for-profit company. The hope is to include not just uh, the European tour, but many if not all the other tours as well over time to create a global entity for golf. Um, and of course, most importantly, guys, this is uh, there's, there's a number of different things that need to happen between this memorandum of understanding and getting to the definitive agreement, namely valuation of both the PGA's business, and by the way, they haven't been running it. It's not a for-profit. It's got about $2 billion in revenues, and a valuation for live, and then what additional capital will be needed there. In addition, over time, the expectation is that billions of dollars will come from the PIF into the new entity to help it develop new areas for the game of golf. But um, you both are familiar with, of course, what has been a a nasty spat for quite some time. And the players, of course, who branched off, some well-known ones. Uh, Live is run by Greg Norman. Uh, That all ends. That all ends. In fact, it's very historic
1: in terms of golf itself with Live and PGA merging. That's amazing. I mean, it just keeps coming back to all things sports nothing yeah. sports-related. The, the asset values in some of these areas are so tightly contained, but so dramatic.
0: And, and the Saudis have shown a real willingness to want to invest in sports as a global entertainment product, uh, with the expectation, of course, that they will be able to uh, create a great deal of value for for the fund. Uh, it's not just golf, obviously. It's whether it's their interest in F1 or WWE or many soccer teams around the globe, Carl. Uh, Their interest overall in sports has been significant, and they are stepping up big here. They ultimately would probably own the majority of the economics in this entity. However, the governance will be retained by the PGA. (coughs) Yasser Al-Ramayan, though, the uh, current governor of the PIF will be chairman of the new entity.
3: Boy, I thought this was such bad blood. You chose one or the other, and that was it. And they hated you.
0: Yeah. Not anymore. Uh, it's like the AFL and the NFL, or the ABA and nice. the NBA coming together, right? It's incredible. Uh, that's really kind of what you're talking about. Different formats to a certain extent for live in terms I, I, of I the, the teams yeah. and everything else that will be combined in here.
3: Those of us who know people who are choosing,
1: I mean, it was kind of like red coat versus blue coat. Yeah, right? yeah. We had you know. Norman in here not too long ago. It'd be good to get him back.
0: Um, yeah. I, I will also have an interview with, uh, with uh, Yasir Al-Mayan from PIF and Jay Trific. Monahan, the man who runs the PGA. So Trific we've got reporting. that coming up for you.
3: Terrific reporting. Thank you. How about tonight, Jim? Okay, I have ASIC, which is the number one way to be able to make uh, a board out of, you know, stuff out of uh, really PVC waste. It's a great company, Jesse Singh. Darren Harris, I've been waiting to get Jack in the box on forever. But Tim Masson, former CFTC chair, we're not done with this Bitcoin and, and with this Binance. This is so much more serious than people realize. And you're being given a chance to save some money like I did. But I want to thank Novogratz, guy named Pomp. These guys made me like, hey man, get in. And it was great. I was like I was winning
1: lottery tickets every day. Now it was based on absolutely nothing. Uh, Jim, we'll see you tonight. Uh, We've all day to reflect on the news today. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on Coinbase, uh, down about 15% this morning. On news, it is being sued by the SEC in the wake of our interview as well with Chair Gensler. Don't go away.
3: You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
6: its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer